When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hiya, and welcome to Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat, the podcast from Team Dogs. I'm Hannah Jones. And I'm Karen Price. We are both at the start of an amazing journey with gorgeous and mischievous dogs being introduced into our homes as we've both just got puppies during lockdown. Over the next few weeks, we'll share with you the ups, the downs, the bites, the chewed up furniture and the total joy of being new puppy parents. We'll also be receiving top tips from our wonderful guests, which include famous pet owners like Strictly's top dog, Shirley Ballas, and Coronation Street's Samir Longchabon. So, set down and let us lead you see what I did there through the wonderful world of puppy parenting in fetch chase eat sleep repeat like poo bags you should never leave home without us so I'm mum to Suggs He's the most beautiful dog in the whole wide world. He's an English Springer Spaniel, and we collected him from a breeder in Welshpool back in November when he was eight weeks old. And do you know what? I just can't imagine our lives without him. He is just absolutely adorable. Even when he's being naughty, that cute face just looks up at me and I completely melt. I've never had a dog before, but do you know what? I just can't imagine now being without one. What about you, Han? And I'm mum to Bryn. A 14-week-old black cockapoo. The great thing about Bryn is that when you take a picture of him, well, frankly, you can't. And you can't wear black because you can't tell which way is up or which way is down. He's a biter. He's a cuddler. He's a snuggler. He's a barker. And I think his parents were films Jaws 1 to 3. So, Han, we've both got dogs that are named after famous people. Mine is named after the frontman of Madness, who is basically my other half's favourite person in the whole wide world, apart from our puppy sugs, that is. Mine is named after the Welsh opera singer, Karen. You thought I was going to say then, didn't you? Uncle Bryn from Gavin and Stacey. But frankly, Karen, you would be wrong. You would be wrong. It's the opera singer. You're posher than I thought, Helen. I am. Bryn Tervel is Bryn Tervel III. Yes, or otherwise known as Bryn Moore Boggles Boogaloo III, or Bryn Moore Boggles Boogaloo III. Because literally, every time you say his name, you've got to sing. <laughs> so, Car, you never guess what I did on Saturday. Give me three clues. Um, Murtha, dog, parents. You took your dog and your parents for a day out in Murtha. You, you nutkiss. No, no. So, since I had my dog, right, 
and I took him at my mother's. My mother has just fallen in love with Bryn. And because not so long ago, they lost their dog, Bertie, that was at, well, it used to be my dog, as you know, right? And they, all of a sudden it was dog napped. I went on one day and he wasn't there. My father reckoned it's because he could give him be- bigger love or something. Anyway, beside the point, I had Bryn. All of a sudden, they wanted one then. So my mother's finding adverts on Gumtree for cockapoos. So on Saturday, me and my father went to Merthyr, he stayed in the car mine, to buy them a cockapoo. So now we've got two and, what, 16, month, 16 weeks old? So I got Bryn and they've got, wait for it, Fat Yanto. Fat Yanto. How old is Yanto? Well, he's, he's only nine weeks and he's not fat yet. But you know, after a fortnight at my mother's out. How can he already be fat? He's not. He's going to He's going to end up a lump of lard though. So um, we've now got yeah, two baby cockapoos. I, honest to God, it's just like a fur cuddle anywhere you turn. It's brilliant. Oh, I was going to say that sounds crazy, but so lovely as well, because they are so fluffy, aren't they, and cuddly? Yeah, until, well, there's a clue in the name there, Kerr. Cock-a-poo. Oh. So my mother's delicately gone, um, hiya, ma'am, how's it going? Um, how, how, how's Fat Yanto? Not Fat yet, Anna. Anyway, yeah, okay, gloss over that. Anyway, um, he's had a few accidents with his little bum. I said, oh, I was dad dealing with that? And she goes, he's kecking. So he's like, literally, you can hear him in the background going, um, John, John, where's the dog? Oh, it's fine, Sophie. And he's like, he's like dry heaving because the dog is white and he's, and I, how can I delicately put this, missing its puppy pad. Oh dear. See, I think men and dog poo don't mix because my other half, he will run a mile. He just hates it. He's the same as your dad. He'll be there like, you know, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm there having to deal with it mainly. Me and Daryl go out walking, otherwise known as Posh Paws, my husband and I go out walking. And the only time he calls me Han is when he, and I quote, does his job. And when I say he, I don't mean Daryl, because that would be all kinds of wrong, Karen. When the dog does his job outside, he go, he stops, he goes, Han, Han, and points to it. Like I'm like this kind of like human pupa scooper. It's exactly the same here. We go walking and Chris will go, ah, look over there. He needs a poo bag. And then I go scurrying along to do the deed. Oh, I, t- I think tomorrow I might just say to him, next time he does his job, you pick it up. You see what it's like. You put it in your pocket. I tell you what, a surprise when you go in your pocket to get some Werther's out and all of a sudden you put your hand on a purple bag of you know what. Oh, I don't put it in my pocket. I just carry it. Mm, you're so middle class. Yeah, you're so fancy. Anyway, that's the difference between you and me, you know. <laughs> Anyway, should we crack on? Let's crack on. Yeah, come on. Fetch, chase, eat, sleep, repeat. Brought to you by Pucha Mutt, the health food company for dogs. to ask you who's the queen of the ballroom what would you say right and before you say it's yourself because you haven't stopped talking about that one time you were in the audience for Strictly you still haven't shut up about it yet who do you think it would be I know I know that was one of my greatest moments it can only be though Shirley Ballas head judge on BBC Strictly Come Dancing and dog mum to rescue pup Charlie who's this week's special guest 
Since retiring from competitive dancing in 1996, she has coached some of the top dancers and judged many of the top competitions worldwide. And she's no stranger on our television screens, whether it's appearing on Dancing with the Stars in the US or appearing on lots and lots of shows in the UK, from Loose Women to Tipping Point, Celebrity Juice, to more recently winning the New Year's special of Taskmaster. So here's what's happened when we sat down with a wonderful Shirley about puppy regret during the pandemic, getting your dog to do anything right for a lump of cheese, and what happened when we put her on the spot in Poshpo's Corner to ask her some of the biggest questions every puppy parent wants answers to. Like collar or harness, crate or couch, will she adopt me? settle this once and for all right because Karen right says that Charlie has a Scouse accent but I detect an American lilt in its bark is that right (laughs) he has a little bit of both when I take him around the park he's definitely Liverpudlian he's the one that charges at all the other dogs but he's very friendly his charges uh is quite unique though but he's he's from America is that right you got him from America I got him from Barks and Bitches the day before he was supposed to be euthanized. That's the name of the place. My son used to walk the dogs every Saturday. He was a volunteer walker and he spotted this little ball. He was only about that big and he had a broken hip. He'd been run down by a car and his owners didn't want him anymore because they couldn't afford the vet bill. So he was going to be put down and we rescued him. I was not looking for a dog at the time and it was hard work, but uh, I have done some, did some research on him and, uh, you know, they're good, good dogs, you know. Lhasa is the uh, capital of Tibet and uh, they're, they're warrior kind of dogs and they take good care of you and they're, they're not barkers. I would never get that woof woof, no woof woof. You never had that problem then when Charlie came to you of it just barking at its shadow because Bryn, my baby, he's 14 weeks old now and he doesn't bark constantly, but he knows. He, he, he likes to make his mark in the house, shall I say. Yeah, he's not a yapper. Charlie is not a yapper. He's more of a cuddler, a lap dog. Uh, the problem with Charlie is he'll go with anybody. So he'll run and if the car door's open, he'll go. So I really have to watch him. He will go with anybody. He's so affable. Talking of accents then, Shirley, do you actually find yourself adopting a special voice when you talk to Charlie, as I find myself doing with my boy Suggs, who's uh, six months old now? And do you refer to yourself as his mum? I travelled a lot when I had my own son, and I learned a long time ago from a a counsellor who said, when you come back, always be that person you were when you left. Don't make it too softy, softy. And I adopted that with Charlie. So when I have a sharp tone, he understands it. When I have a sweet tone, he knows it's being cuddled. So I would say I probably treat him the same way I treated my children. <laughs> really quite, quite firm with him, you know, and um, and I have no problems with him. He's good at guidelines like I did a doggy show. He was absolutely a star. He, he can follow rules. He's follow directions. And um, I mean, I give him cuddles and loves, but uh, I treat him like the respect I feel he deserves, like a little human with four legs. What do you do then? Have you got any like any tips for how you get him to like stay down or off the settee or sit or stay? Because like you, my boy Bryn wants to go with anyone. He's a bit of a tart, I have to say, and he just wants to have cuddles and, and show off his bits and bobs. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, please don't jump up. Just sit down. And he just, it's like I'm talking Japanese, surely. With Charlie at the very, very beginning, because my son also got a dog uh, called Hendrix from the same Box and Bitches. 
And I did a lot of treats with Charlie. So if he was very, very good, he got rewarded. If he didn't, he didn't get anything. I got him trained on his meal. So he eats twice a day at exactly the same time. If he doesn't eat it, he doesn't get it. Do you know? So I, I, I'm, I'm quite, I was quite strict with him. But like I say, Lassa Apsus get a very sensitive tummy. I did a lot of research on him. You give him table. For, I didn't want him barking at a table if I have a lot of guests yeah. around the BBC or this. And, and he'll sit quietly. He's not there yapping and clawing. So I took care of that from the very, very beginning. It's like I say with a dog, I really feel... When people buy a dog, you have to do your research because when you look at them, like um, when I went with Mark again to go and pick this dog up and look at him, it's, oh, he's too cute and oh, he can save him. And but in reality, they're for life. So do you have the time? Do you have the commitment? When you're going to work, will you do that hour in the park for them that they so look forward to? He drags his lead at 12 o'clock. It's like he knows. Okay, you can do your work now. You've got an interview. I'll sit quiet. But at 12 o'clock, my butt's by the door with yeah. my lead. He's got and a watch on. Mm. Yeah, he sounds like my dog as well. He's a bit like that. He knows when it's time for his walkies. The new Team Dogs website did a survey, Shirley, about getting a dog during lockdown and found that one in five new dog owners um, have puppy regret. Did you have any initial teething problems when you got Charlie? And have you got any advice for new puppy parents? Well, when I first got Charlie, of course, I I was a, a lot older because, you know, he's only three and a half or four he would wet and he'd pee and he was nervous at first he was nervous but I did my research of course I had my mother living with me at the time and we put the pee mats down so where he did his little peas we followed him and put the pee mats and we'd sit him on it he'd get off it we'd sit him on it so it's spending that time consistently spending the time putting them out at exactly the same times every day putting the getting them on some sort of a schedule they're babies they're babies. And and I can only urge people out there who've, who've got the little puppies and the dogs during the pandemic. I really feel don't give up on them. Go to the teamdogs.co.uk, have a look, share with everybody else that's got puppy and dog teething problems. Um, I mean, I've got to go back to work as well. And I've got Charlie and my mum's five hours away now. But I've, I've made friends. I've got good people who said he's so well behaved. If you have to do something, we'll take him for a walk. We'll do this. So I align it all. So he's not in the house alone. He's had me to himself for 12 months. This is a dog that if I drive five hours to my mother, he will sit on my lap and not even murmur. That flight coming from LA when I first bought him, absolute immaculate behavior. You know, and I I think that's down to spending time with them, understanding them, uh, figuring out their heritage. I figured out all about him from the Tibetan dog. So I understand a little bit more about his character. It's research, research, research. And we certainly do a lot on this teamdogs.co.uk website to help people. Don't give up on them. Don't. But when you saw him, I know it was probably love at first and a bite because that face, I mean, I w- I'm sold. As soon as I saw a picture of him, I thought, oh, my God, alive. It's like when you go to pick a dog and you're presented with like about 13 or something and you see one in the corner and his little ears are maybe flopping down or he walks with a, like a strange thing and you're immediately going, oh, my God, I, I got to have that one. So did you fall in love with him before you found out about the breed or was it kind of vice versa? It was my son who fell in love with him first. And, you know, my son, I'm very, very close to him. So when he tells me, I really feel you need to do this. And then I went back with my son and he was in the corner. And when I tell you it was a flea bitten mess, you couldn't see his face because he was a ball of dirt. 
with this little broken hip and everything. And I thought, okay, they gave me, you know, the Lassa Apsu and, and the, the, all the statistics and the things that had happened to him and the owners didn't want him. And then I thought, okay. So I didn't know too much about his heritage and his background. So I took him because my son told me to, and I felt sorry for him, even though my lifestyle is really not accommodating to a dog. That was my initial concern because I travel and I fly and I do and I'm going here and I'm teaching. Um, but particularly now when I go to the studio, when I go back to work, he's, he will have a work dog bed. I will take him with me because he can sit and then people can take him for a little walk and he will sit there and he'll watch me teach all day. And he would rather be in the same room as me than not be with me at all. It's you they love. It's you they bond to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that, that survey that Karen was on about there, I mean, it also found out that I think it was something like 43% of new dog owners think that a dog's behaviour has affected their relationships and maybe how they work with people. So did did you find that, Shirley, particularly when you had to bring him home and share a house with Danny and all that kind of stuff? Did he Did he feel that he was still your top dog in a way or did you have to adapt or did Danny have to adapt? Well, Danny's only really come onto the scene over the last year and a half, and I've had Charlie four years. So I lived in the United States with my mother and two gay friends of mine, Alan and Nathan, that I've known for 35 years. They were, they spoiled me rotten. I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't need one. And um, between us all, Charlie was trained well and loved well. Um, and I, I'm sure it was an adjustment for Charlie. I loved what my son said when he walked into the house, this little nervous bundle. I've arrived. Oh. <laughs> there are people who love me. So, yeah, that's what we did. But I, I was as strict with the dog as I was with the children. Oh, I mean strict in a good, kind way, because I understand having children, you have to put them on a schedule. Everything is much better in my life if it's scheduled. Even this pandemic, I had to have myself lists so you can see my list, my bumblebee list every day. I have my lists and that includes Charlie's walk. He is in my list. I have to make time for him. Where'd you go? I take him to Dulwich Park over the road with my, I'm lucky, my 50, friend of 53 years, Karen Hilton, MBE. She has two beautiful dogs and we go every day to the park. So I'm lucky I live close to her. Hey, Karen, have you ever been hungry? Hangry? What do you mean by hangry? You know, when you're so hungry you become a little bit tired and teasy or a little bit hungry. Well, I do love my food, so I suppose I have, Han, actually. But it's because, isn't it, sometimes you just need good mood food, which has got to be the same for dogs. Our podcast pals, Pucha Matt, have created an enhanced series of natural meals, treats and saps. They use hypoallergenic recipes that are approved by vets to give you peace of mind that you're doing right with them at mealtimes and those special times in between. The recipes, car are also tailored by age. It sounds like our dogs are being better fed than us, to be honest with you. My puppy Suggs can sometimes feel anxious. Is there anything they've got that can help him? Yeah, the Calm and Relax range, which is their best seller, and dog owners rave about it. It's been formulated for dogs like your boy, who can be a little bit anxious. Amazing. Where can I find out more about Pooch and Mutt? Visit them at poochandmutt.co.uk. And for our podcast pals, there's a 25% discount across the website. All you've got to do is insert the code podcast pooch and mutt the health food company for dogs no 
lots of us got dogs during lockdown, Shirley. What is it you think makes them such great companions during tough times, you know, as, as well as good times? I think animals, all animals, because I'm an animal lover across the board, they have a second sense and they can sense when it's a calm household and they can sense when it's rowdy and it's noisy. They can, they will demand your attention if you don't give it in the right way. So I do understand about how it can affect somebody's relationship if they've got the dog barking and the kids going and, and everybody's locked up. But it just takes that moment, I think, to give them what they need and, and training it. I mean, it's like children. It's my mother's still training me. <laughs> and mine. Oh, oh God. Seriously. You say things to me like, has Charlie done this? Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. I'm like, mum, I'm 60. Oh, I know, but I'm just reminding you. You know, it's, it's, it's ever, it goes on and on and on and on. I was on the phone to my mother yesterday, Shirley, and I made the mistake of lying to her. And she can smell it from 500 <laughs> miles. So she's got this thing now because I've, I've got a cockapoo and they're expensive, right? She give me half. Mine, Shirley, I'm not made of money. She give me half. She give me a thousand pound. I told everyone how much it was. Anyway, she said, me and your father have been talking. You cannot take that dog up a mountain lane. You've got to go on the main roads because people will have that dog. I went, yeah, yeah, no problem. So yesterday, of course, I went off grid and I posted a picture of myself on Facebook walking the dog being chased by a donkey because I'd gone off grid. And my mother's going, where, where was this then? And I go, um, it, it was on it was on the main road. She went, you have donkeys on the main road in Lambradock, do you? I went, well, yeah, this one has just escaped and um, it's walking. And I'm like lying and I'm, go and I'm exaggerating because I don't have a row off my mother for taking the dog off grid. Yeah, well, that's what they do. I mean, my mum's very into Charlie. She's into what she's always had an animal, you know, and I was talking to her about these statistics and about what I was doing today. And she just said that that's the best news I've heard because we don't want anyone to give up on their puppies or their dogs. We don't. So and sometimes people just need help. They need a community. They need to be able to share. My dog's peeing. My dog's barking. Um, my, my dog looks sullen. Oh, my dog's too excitable. And you can share on this website. You can go and you can actually chat to different people. And that's the part that I love the most. Just don't yeah. give up on them. Yeah, definitely. What about accessories, Shirley? I mean, have you got lots of sparkly collars and things for Charlie? I mean, I must admit, Suggs has got a couple of bandanas, which my other half hates, and he's like, you can't put our dog in accessories. But I think he looks really cute. I mean, what about Charlie? Come on, you must have some sparkly coats or lovely colourful... Uh, no, he has a, he has a little collar with a little spike, and he has a dicky bow, so every time he goes to get room, he puts a new dicky bow on him. Through the winter, you know, because of this pandemic and you were allowed out an hour, I thought I, I've, I must get him a little special coat because it was muddy and it was cold. So I got him this coat, but it made like a squeaky noise, like mm. really squeaky. Well, he did not want to go in that coat, but I persevered. I would not take him out until he realized he had to. My mother said, that's cruel. That's cruel. That's cruel. I put it on him. I saved his paws. I didn't have to bathe him every day. He got used to the coat and then off he'd go. It's just a matter of persevering them against you a little bit. And I held the coat and I held the cookie and I'm like, no, you have to wear this coat. What's the best treats then, Shirley? Because someone said to me, I, I was I was walking my dog and there was another cockapoo um, in the park up there and he was off the lead. And I went, oh, please tell me, what do you do? She said one word, cheese. So she 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 gets her dog to go off the lead by just feeding it cheese. She said, any type of cheese you have, but she called it, was it a high level treat or something like that? So you can have bog standard treats, but if you really want them, oh, I don't sure. know. Is it, so what's yours? 
two little treats. One's a pig's ear that's, you know, organic and it's lovely. And you can get little small ones and he loves those. But I don't give them all the time. They really are a special, special, special treat. And the cheese, Charlie would just love you forever if you gave him the cheese. I did a dog show with him where he had to wear a GoPro on his whole back and his head to go around the house, find out, you know, whose home it was. And a full crew here. It was noisy. It was loud. And I did everything with cheese. I practiced him for a whole week. I showed him the cheese piece. I put it in my shoe, took him to the shoe, didn't let him eat it, guided him all the way. And then I brought him back 100 yards. Sit, don't move, go. And then he would go around in the shoe, got the cheese, over here by the tree, got the cheese. So he was absolutely a star on the TV show. They love cheese. And they will be, you can train them with cheese. The only thing was for four days after that, he couldn't poop. <laughs> oh, oh, talking about pooing. Do you, because he's, your boy's curly like my, so the, the other day I'm up half past three in the morning. I get up, whenever I get up for a wee, I'll, I'll go downstairs and talk to Bryn and lift him up and don't make a fuss and put him outside. And that's fine. And then I thought, oh, he's taking a long time outside, surely. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it's freezing cold outside. Then I could see his little paws and I thought, he can't be pooing. Oh my God. I brought him back in. I've got him in the sink. I've got a scissors out. I've got a flannel out. I got wet wipes out. I've got the kettle out and I'm tr- oh I'm dry heaving trying to cut round his bottom to try and facilitate oh, some God. movement shall I say oh curly boys I think Charlie p- poops pink ice cream oh. I have no problem with him <gasps> whatsoever I absolutely I watch I make sure it goes I make sure it's the right consistent not constipated he's not loose mm. the food's right because he has a sensitive stomach all that's the absolutes have sensitive stomachs so you know I made sure I get him the right food and I, I, I love bathing him. I love wiping his bum. I, Tim, like I say, he's like having a child. It's like having a child. And, and do you do raw food or dry? I do dry food, and then I have an organic meat that I put in the fridge. I don't overfeed him either, so um, I keep him to his weight. I weigh him. The vet says he should weigh this, so that's what he's going to weigh. And I make sure. And occasionally, like I say, in between, I'll give him a little treat. But if you overdo it then it has no effect when you need it. Like my friend and I, we go in the park, like I say, I let Charlie roam off the lead. Sometimes I can't see him. We shake the tin. He's the first one there sitting, waiting for his treat out the tin. He's recognised the noise of the tin. That's exactly like our dog. He knows that little rattle and he loves his food so much. But like you, we don't overfeed him or anything, but he gets the occasional treat. But he has never left a morsel of food ever since the day we brought him home and he picks up his little dish then in his mouth and goes running around the kitchen and when he's finished he's hilarious he's so funny but he just loves his food but he as soon as he hears that little treat tin if he goes and stays with my mother she gives him bits of toast and a bit of cookie and I'm always telling please don't mum please don't please don't (laughs) and I see her sneaking it to him you know a little bit and he's sitting there with his paws on it I I I don't do that (laughs) And doing all your good work. My mother's just got a dog and she's got a cockapoo as well. And my dog is called Bryn and her dog is called Fat Yanto because um, she's a typical Valley's mother. And obviously she shows love by feeding. So he's only um, he's only a couple of weeks old. But I think, honestly, if my dog goes up there for a fortnight, he's going to come back like a tub of lard. It's because just it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Yeah, it's I not about the treats. It's I not know. healthy. I'm going to have to give my mother you a number, surely, to give her some, some advice. Yeah. I'm happy to talk to anybody. <laughs> I just I want them to go to this website. I don't want them to give up on their little 
dogs, you know, don't be sorry that you've got them if you can absolutely keep them. And then if you can't, just give them back to the shelter or something, you know, because that because they have feelings that they can't speak. So we, you know, we show love by non-communication, you know, non-verbal communication with each other and they're precious. So we ask our guests every week to answer some quick fire questions to find out what kind of dog owner they are, right? No pressure. <laughs> now, I honestly think when I was writing this, it's going to be easier than teaching someone like Anne Widdecombe the Argentine tango. Call me old fashioned, but it is. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all about your instincts as a dog mother. Now, Karen wants to bagsy this slot because she reckons it's the closest thing she's ever going to come to manipulating a leaderboard. All right, so it's about 10 questions and over to you, Kat. Just say what comes into your mind, Shirley. Yeah, so it's an either or answer, Shirley. So I'll start with collar or harness? Collar. Crate or couch? Crate. Forest walks or beach walks? Beach walks. Is he on the bed or is he banned from upstairs? He gets on the bed. <gasps> what would your mother say, Shirley? I'm on my own, but, but or in a basket if Danny's home. Mm-hmm. Lassie or Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo. Does he have designated areas or the full run of the house? Designated areas. Accessories or keep it simple? Keep it simple. Christmas presents or nothing? Christmas presents. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Dogs. And finally, Anton or Kevin? <laughs> oh, I can't answer that because I love them both. I've known Anton since he came to the studio over 30 years and Kevin, I danced against his parents and he was in his mum's tummy and I trained him as well. Aww. So both those boys, I, I really seriously couldn't pick. No problem. So I just want, the last thing, I just wanted to describe Charlie in a few words. So my dog Charlie is... My dog Charlie is loyal, lovable, warm, intelligent, kind, caring, and he thinks I am the bee's knees. Thank you, Shirley. It's been amazing to talk to you and lovely to meet Charlie. He's absolutely adorable. He's, he really is He's my everything. He really oh, is. Do you know what? I, I never knew until I got our dog what that feeling could be like. And my other half just laughs at me and he says, oh, my God, you are absolutely besotted with him. And, and you are, aren't you? That love you feel for your dog. I never thought it existed. I just want to say that, that I'm just getting over the coronavirus. So I've been five weeks isolating on my own didn't have to go to hospital but it's left me really quite with a struggle and I've had people help me that walk the dog but he has been there for me and then the other day I was just feeling a little bit better and then I got the sad news that my father died suddenly and that dog not because obviously there was tears and I've had emotions you know but I wanted to fulfill everything that I'd done and he has been there for me like unbelievable I've had no company no no Danny nothing but that dog is like he senses it and licks the kit tears on my chest and he's all he's like I'm here it's it's bizarre and I'm not making it up it's it's something I've given to him and he's now given back to me fetch chase eat sleep repeat brought to you by Pooch and Mutt the health food company for dogs Oh, Carl, wasn't she great, Shirley Ballas? She was fantastic. 
that's all we've got time for on Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat, sadly, this week. But we'll be back next week with a new episode chronicling the new journey of the new puppies in our lives. You'll hear more top tips from our lovely guests. And if you want to get in touch with your own bits of top paternity advice, like the really useful stuff like getting dog hair off a black jumper, you can email us on laudable at reachplc.com or find Laudable Podcasts on social media. Fetch, Chase, Eat, Sleep, Repeat is a Team Dogs podcast and a Laudable production, presented by me, Hannah Jones. And me, Karen Price. It was produced by Daniel J. McLaughlin. It's available on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple. See you next time. Mm-hmm.